Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. This is the raw reaction for the Florida Gators 29-16 victory over those damn Tennessee Volunteers. Baby, we did it. Billy and the gang got the job done in a must-win game, as some were calling it. Obviously, we had our opinions on that on our show, but, man, feels good to be a Gator this morning. We did what we needed to do. Guys, make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. Go ahead, subscribe to the channel, man. Going to be videos like this after every game this season. And make sure you catch our regular show weekdays. It drops Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And drop a like on the video. Leave us a comment down below. Give your thoughts on Billy Napier and the Gators win over Tennessee. What did you like? What did you didn't don't like? You know, let us hear it, man. All right, boys, let's jump right into it, man. As always, this is what we do. We just give our thoughts, what we liked, what we didn't like. You know, not a whole lot to not like. Obviously, we got a few things. But, um, Wes, I'm going to let you go first. I know, you, I know you're tired, man. You've been had, you already been up early this morning. So uh, what, what did you think, man? I know you're hyped this morning. Yeah, man. Uh, just to piggyback on what you were talking about as far as must win, game and, I, and you know we put that in quotes and I, and I and I talked about it it wasn't a must win game as far as Napier's job but we need to get on track as far as beating our rivals so in that area to me it was a must win game and they came out and did what they needed to do uh, I, the thing I didn't like I didn't like the throttling it down in the second half and I'm sick 
of the kicking uh, mishaps that we had. I mean, in, in the first half, we go all the way down, and it, and it kind of got, I was like, man, we about to have one of those games. We go all the way down, uh, kind of got stalled down there on second and third down. Missed the field goal. Tennessee comes right back down and scores like they do, like the, the Tennessee that of last year. Like, oh, my God, it's going to be one of those games. And then ETN breaks his uh, 62, 66, something like that yard run um, to, to, to assume the time to score. We missed the extra point. But uh, that that bounce back uh, was was key. Uh, I think we scored on every drive in the first half, um, except for the kneel down and the, 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 the missed uh, field goal at the beginning. So that was uh, stupid as far as the, uh, what we were doing in the first half, as far as Long sustaining drive, keeping Tennessee on the uh, on the sideline by taking up time, eating up clock. Uh, and and I talked about last week uh, how we ran the ball last week and how I thought that would be good for this week and upcoming. As far as those reps, people are kind of like, "Why are we not opening up? Why are we ain't throwing the ball over the yard?" Because we are a running team. We have a great defense. And I I, I don't when I say I, I was mad about uh, us throwing down in the second half. I can't really be too mad if, if uh, Billy's like, shoot, my defense is kicking ass. Why I put my why I put the, the, the game in harm's way with a turnover or something bad to uh, put them back in the game. So uh, shout out to the offensive line. Uh, they did a hell of a job for ETN and, and Montreal. Um, saw Trey Wilson at the beginning of the game. I was like, damn, he like he he's, he might be that dude. I'm glad to hear that his injury is not. Uh, like something long term, but uh, the offensive and whole was good. I talked about. I thought Trevor would probably break that one thousand yard uh, barrier this year as far as uh, rushing because he he will be the back to get those long breaking runs, and we see that in the offense. My Trevor, he gets the. I mean, he he has the combination of doing it both. He gets the tough yards as well, like Montreal does. But then he has the. But he you see him gets the seven, the ten, the twelve, the fifteen, and then you saw the sixty two yarder. Uh, and I, I can't close out without talking about Mertz, uh, 17 or 20 in that first half, making plays out of the pocket, putting balls on, uh, Jack, the ball to Jackson and UG, uh, Trey Wilson on the sideline was masterful. Uh, the fake pump thing he did with the third, I think we were like six or seven on third down conversions in the first half. Third down was good. Got to talk about the defense a little bit, and I'll let you have it, CJ. Uh, Scooby had a night last night, uh, Tyreek sat with the sack. Uh, I saw Castell make some plays. Shamar, this probably wasn't his best game out of the first three, but Scooby, the other backer, uh, took care of that. Cam Jackson, Desmond Watson, I mean, guy after guy, Moore had to pick. I talked about the pick, uh, us creating turnovers. Uh, that was a twofold. Uh, D-line makes the play, get an errant throw. Uh, Devin Moore gets the pick. Love that. Still want more turnovers, want more sacks uh, as well, but uh, it was a good, good team victory. Uh, for the Gators and love Trace Matt coming in there and nailing the, uh, taking over as far as field goal. He is the scholarship kid. So <laughs> I, I always wanted to put him in there anyway. So love that. Love the whole, love the, the mantra, love the, the uh, where we're going. And I keep saying I'm cut off, but this is my last thought. I said uh, Utah, if I could flip the Utah uh, last year in Tennessee, I would love it. And we, as Gator fans, we loved it. So um, go Gators. Man, yeah, for sure, man. Um, like you alluded to, and I want to throw that out there for anybody watching before CJ gets started. If you haven't heard, Billy uh did say in his post game press conference that 
x-rays on Eugene Wilson's shoulder came back negative. I had tweeted out last night from my personal account, and some of you that follow recruiting already know this, um, that Eugene Wilson had broken his collarbone last season in high school ball. So obviously whenever you break a bone, there's always an, a fear that you'll break it again, you know, and that was my instant thought was, oh, no, he's broken his collarbone again when you saw him holding his shoulder the way he was. Um, but Billy came out in the press conference, said the x-rays came back clean. Um, no timetable on what the injury is, of course. You're not going to get that. Obviously, we play Charlotte next week. Good week for Trey regardless. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of guys sitting out this game after that game last night. You saw a lot of guys banged up, a lot of guys getting hurt, including Graham um, and Montrell, you know. So this is a good week to get rest up, to get healed up, um, and hopefully not have to put a lot of guys, you know, in serious situations next week so they can rest up. Um, all right, CJ, what did you what did you think, man? I I know you're excited. Oh man, I, anytime you beat Tennessee is a great time. You know, you go with uh, I posted this morning and said, you know, basketball got their lick back, baseball got theirs, and now football got theirs. Um, all in the 2023, you know, calendar year. So that's always good. Um, yeah, a lot of you owe Graham Mertz an apology, first and foremost, for the absolute dogging that was completely unnecessary through the entire offseason to now where he's at, being a great leader for the football team. Um, dude, dude has put on for the logo. He's willing to put his life on the line for the logo. He had no use of either of his hands by the end of that game to the point where he's wearing a glove on one. He's bleeding out the other. His towels covered in blood. Uh, he's still, you know, out there playing, slinging it, doing, doing his thing. Dude, dude loves it. Um, I think the team's embraced him. The fan base now is starting to embrace him. And, uh, that, that's going to be key. Um, you know, you really see a lot of, what Graham Mertz was really capable of that they didn't really do at Wisconsin. Um, you know, he's a more capable runner than I think we thought he could be um, as far as getting outside of the pocket and making things, you know, happen because Wisconsin didn't, I don't think ever let him have a chance to do that. So how, how would you ever know? Um, Michael Mazuka is that dude. He He's, you know, a lot of people, I think originally uh, there was the, you know, the transfer portal fiasco and, the injury and people, you know, there's some, some circles talking about, you know, oh, well, you know, this is him. He doesn't really want to work hard. Uh, he's, he's, you know, bad mindset, whatever. But, man, man, if you square up against, you know, your rivals to protect your quarterback, you know, you're, you're A1 in my book. Um, good on him for, you know, sticking up, playing a great game. The offensive line is a, is a unit has progressed from where we saw them against Utah to now have really started to come together. Uh, Damian George is playing a lot better. There's a, there's a few things that he still needs to work with um, that I saw last night, namely the one touchdown, you know, run by uh, Montreal Johnson. You know, he kind of got turned around there. I don't know what exactly happened there, but, uh, you know, he couldn't really find the the blockers, uh, um, but no, uh, there was a lot of great stuff to love. Cameron Jackson played phenomenally, just 
Sorry, guys. I was muted. I was muted, and we lost CJ due to some technical issues. Our bad right there. <laughs> I was like, is my message up now? Because I was you were talking. I was like, I can't hear. But but now I know you were muted, so I feel better. It's okay. <laughs> I, I'm muted. CJ's internet lagged up. It's 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 Sunday morning, guys, and we're not all awake yet. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight right through this because damn it, we're excited and we're not we're not turning back now. Um. I'm going to go ahead and just give my thoughts real quick while CJ gets gets his situation there uh, fixed. Um, things I loved, obviously, Graham Mertz is a leader. He's He played his ass off for this football team last night. Um, everything you could ask of your quarterback, aside from, you know, obviously he didn't throw the ball all over the yard, but he, he led by example. He led by toughness. He made plays when he needed to make plays and um, just, just great stuff from Graham. Um, other things, Tre- Trevor Entian is one of the best running backs in the country. I don't think it's even close. If he played behind an offensive, somebody else had, had tweeted this out. If he played behind George's offensive line, he'd put up, Unbelievable numbers, but our offensive line played really good last night. Let, let me another stat that I thought we said we wanted to play clean football, and um, we had like four penalties for twenty yards in the game. And I mean that's pretty clean. Obviously, we had a we had Damian George went off sides real early in the game, and it was like, oh, here we go again. Please God, don't do it. <laughs> And and they cleaned it up, man. They played really solid, clean football. One of my keys to victory when we talked about this game on Wednesday night was we needed to stop the run. We needed to sell out to stop the run. Tennessee had 30 carries for 100 yards. Um, and a lot of that obviously came later in the game when our defense was, was worn out and they were able to um, – rush, you know, rush up to the line faster. And we were still kind of dragging around because we weren't able to get, catch our breath. And that leads back to something that I didn't like. And they had already alluded to it was I wasn't real thrilled with Billy's offensive play calling in the second half. um, Just because of the fact that it didn't allow the defense to get rested in a situation where they needed a – the offense just needed – if they'd have got a couple of those first drives, if they'd have got an extra first down and kept the defense on the sideline to be able to just get a breather for another two to three minutes, I think you would have seen us much sharper in some of those situations going on late into the third quarter, early fourth quarter. Um, obviously – you know, that is what it is. I don't know the injury situation as well. Obviously, like we said, both of Graham's hands got hurt. Um, I don't know how effective he would have been throwing the ball down the field. That could have been a possibility. The only real pass down the field he threw at, at that point was the completion to Douglas in the fourth quarter. That was only like a – I don't even remember. It was like 10, 12 yards. It wasn't a very long pass. Um so they just really tried to lean on that running game. And for their credit, I mean, the offensive line um, did everything they could to hold up and, and to block. But Tennessee sold out. Tennessee knew what our game plan was at that point. 
sold out to stop it. I mean, it just that's that's the breaks. I would love for us to find a way to get some more wide receivers involved. That is a concern to me. You know, we heard about Andy Jean, we heard about Mazel, we heard about Boardingham, who had one catch for a few yards. I'm, you know, one catch for five yards. But none of these guys are really involved in the offense right now. Now I know Andy Jean had an had an, a knee tweak that he's still probably fighting through. Um, Khalil Jackson made a really great catch. That toe tap catch he did on the sideline is just phenomenal. The kid makes great catches. Caleb Douglas makes great catches. Um, where's Frazier's at? Wes's man has just he's a ghost. So, I mean, I, obviously, I don't know how these kids are, are performing in practice. I don't know what the staff is seeing. Obviously, Graham has a great rapport with Ricky, so he leans on Ricky. But, man, running downhill screens, you know, some of those – we've become way too screen heavy. I didn't like the fact that we didn't run any of the swing passes in the second half either that were very successful, and Kirk kept alluding to in the first half that nobody was following Ricky when he went into motion. And it was like we were like, nah, well, it was working, so let's not do it anymore. I mean, once again, I'm not seeing what they're seeing from the box. Obviously, when the game breakdowns start to come out, maybe we'll see something that Tennessee adjusted to that a little bit more than we think. Um, just way too vanilla for my for my liking. In that situation, you really want to see your coach, you know, Urban Meyer would have stepped on their throat, but Billy's – Billy's got a different style. So he also has a younger team with less depth right now. So a lot of those are the problems we're facing. But all in all, played a clean game, played hard for four quarters. The defense is, I don't care what anybody says, the defense is so vastly improved. If you can't see it, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> um. I think a lot this, of good. Yeah. I think this was I think this was Heifel's third lowest scoring game since he's been at Tennessee. So. And and let's be honest. I mean, the, the, they they hit a couple of big plays on us. You you saw uh, Jakeem Jackson. I didn't like him being man to man on on um, McCoy in the fourth quarter. But I know they have a lot of faith in the kid. But I mean, that just to me, that seemed like a mismatch in that. And, and Milton got it to his credit. That was one of the few throws that he made. I think, I think, I think King was frustrated. It was the coverage initially was good when you went back. Yeah, to he got, that. he got shift. He absolutely yeah. got shift, but that's big boy football in the SEC. Yeah. And we know that. Right. And that's, right. and that's Jakeem Jackson not quite having the body type yet. Yeah. As a true freshman in college, you know. Yeah, that kid don't look like he's, you know, 170 pounds when you see him on the field next to someone like Brew McCoy. I mean, he's gonna get, he's gonna take them shivs and that, and those little shake offs and things like that. And he'll get better. He's not bad now. That's <laughs> I mean, why I'm glad he got the experience of it. Like, okay, yeah. the next time I know. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's a and that's a thing. You know how these kids respond to something like that. That'll be something that he's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you ain't getting me next time. Yeah. Now I know. <laughs> um so hey props to him props to him for you know earning the the spot to be out there and in those big situations i mean devin moore was big and and castell is an absolute beast yeah west 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 been <laughs> hyping that man since he committed and that man is 
every bit of as advertised. He is going to be a three to four year starting safety for the University of Florida uh, in the mold of all the safeties that we we hold up on a pedestal here. Like yeah. he brings the heat. He brings coverage. He ain't scared to get his nose in there. Um, we might have to start having a, a talk about Mitchell on the other side. If, if, yeah. if, if he can't start, you know, Hey, Scooby Williams is a dog. Yep. Scooby Williams deserves all the respect. He played his ass off last night. I think yep. he outplayed Shamar last night easily. Yep. I saw Shamar miss a couple of tackles that it looked like he just kind of gave up on. Like he was like, oh, well, they got it. Yeah. Instead of helping clean the pile up. Like, and I know that'll be addressed on film because all the film revol- <laughs> reveals all. So I know Armstrong, you see how hype he is. I can only imagine him in a film breakdown. He's probably going to be like, what the is that? (laughs) We don't let guys drag us four or five yards downfield. And that's just the attitude you can tell he he puts out. So a lot of good, a lot to clean up, uh, a good week to have that problem. You get a, a, a cupcake game so much this week. You can let some guys rest. You can work on some things. You get ready for Kentucky, who doesn't look like world beaters. They don't look, you know, they, they got their own sets of problems. Yes, they beat up on Akron, but they were, you know, it wasn't a great game if you go back and look at it. So um, we'll talk about all that down the road. If you haven't heard, Florida Gators got a great commitment from 2025 running back. Waltez Clark. We talked about him on our show on Wednesday. Waltez Clark is a huge 2025 running back. He's 128 in the composite at a plant. Got us a Tampa kid, so that's a big win. Um, a lot of people feel like he's running back one on, on the staff's board. Uh, Florida kid, like I said, he's 6'2", big kid. So hyped to be a Gator, committed right after the game. Word on the street is recruiting went great there's pictures out there. Billy was standing at midfield recruiting kids at 11:45 at night last night. Man, like, what more can you do? I, I love the guy. I do want to see him be a little bit more aggressive on offense. I think we all do. I'd like to see today that Chris Couch puts in his resignation from the University <laughs> of Florida, but I'm out, I'm not expecting it. Uh, hopefully, Billy just kind of silently says you're done. We'll t- we'll deal with that later on. <laughs> we don't need distractions. Um, like y'all said, Trey Smack is my kicker. Do your thing, Trey, until you miss one, and then we'll rag you too because that's what we do. <laughs> um, great win. Just really excited. It's great to wake up on a Sunday back in the W column, especially against a rival, one that we hate like we hate Tennessee. Um, you saw their classlessness at the end of the game there. Hypo didn't get himself any fandom by calling that timeout with seven seconds left in the game. There's nothing good in the world that could have come of that. He set him, you know, he set that all up. Um, no word on if there'll be any suspensions for what happened afterwards. I could possibly see Mazuka not being able to play next week. And if if so, it is what it is. They stood up for the quarterback. And at the end of the day, that's what you want to see. You saw the entire offensive line ready to wreck shock for their quarterback, which tells you how much they like Graham Mertz. They did what needed to be done, and that's the kind of attitude I want to see out of my Florida Gators. <laughs> Not just swarming to the ball, but swarming to somebody that's out of line 
you know, after a hard fought game like that. So, Wes, you got any final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want a quick question before we, we wrap it up. Uh, you know, I'm the hype man and I have always uh, more wins than, <laughs> than I should be probably putting down. But uh, we're a quarter way through the season, uh, game three out of 12. Uh, with watching some of the, the teams that we have to play on our schedule and, and now seeing us improve. Uh, then maybe we thought we would look, especially against Tennessee and, and seeing Missouri. And, you know, they pulled, they had a great win yesterday against K-State. Uh, and seeing Arkansas is looking better now than I thought. Um, they still but, took an L. Yeah, yeah. They didn't lose? They lost 38-31 to BYU. Oh, okay, my bad. Well, scratch that. I, I, didn't, I, I thought they were looking good, but okay. My, in general, was besides LSU and Georgia and maybe Florida State, which they had a, a game where they should have lost yesterday, besides those big three, LSU, Georgia, and uh, FSU, how do you do you expect us to go in and beat Missouri, beat Kentucky, beat Arkansas, beat Vandy, beat South Carolina? Do you count do in your mind are you looking like those are games we should we should win? Now, the other three, I would probably say. Man, we, 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 I don't think we would win, but but I'm just giving you like quarter way through the season so far. How do you feel? I feel with the exception of what I saw out of LSU yesterday, we can beat any team on the schedule on any given Saturday. Now, if that LSU team that I watched play Mississippi State yesterday, <laughs> they they can they can beat our doors off if we don't play our absolute best football game from A, a to Z. Um, but you know how LSU is. They're up and down, rivalry game. It happens. We just struggle with running quarterbacks as a whole. Yeah. It just that's our MO. Now, until I see us not struggle against running quarterbacks, because we haven't seen Armstrong play against any yet outside of Milton, who didn't really run. And he could have. There were times Milton could have run last night and probably put a hurt on us. But he's inept and we're thankful. Um <laughs> I just have to see I have to see our discipline on defense against a running quarterback. Do I think we can beat Kentucky? Absolutely. Do I think we can beat Missouri for sure? Um Arkansas will be a challenge just because of when the game is after Georgia. Yeah. Now, but last year after Georgia, we went to AM and got a victory. This year we're at home, we're wearing the black unis. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Because, like I've said before, any it seems like any time a team goes with an alternate uniform, that's what their focus is on, and 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 it's not not just Florida, anybody. Like it's just yeah. alternate uniforms never seem to to do anything for anybody. Um, can we beat Georgia? I don't know how we can perform on offense against Georgia, but it's there. They're not the team that they were the last two years. I mean, it's quite obvious. And you know the emotions for that game is different. We play different. Now, you're going to have to scheme your ass off because I can tell you right now what Kirby's seen on tape from us so far probably ain't scaring him. Yeah. But the whole question, the whole thing is going to come back to can you stay healthy? Because Graham can't keep getting hit like this. Because the, the, the backup spot, I mean, we know what Jack Miller is, and I don't even know if he's still healthy enough to actually play. Max Brown ain't ready for that kind of football. It just is what it is. Um, the wide receiver room is scary right now because what do you have? Like, I, we don't know. Yeah. 
Um, Montreal went out, but I don't know if you can consistently keep giving Trevor 20 plus carries a game. He's because he takes shots too. I mean, you saw Trey Webb get some burn, but he's not the decision maker yet that Montreal or Trevor is. And that, that'll come. You know how that is with any kind of football. You have to get used to seeing those blocks open up. Like college offensive linemen block quicker and faster than your high school offensive linemen, but you but the defense closes the gap faster too. You've got to make those decisions so much quicker about, oh, there's the whole go. And that's what I did. That's one other little complaint I had last night in that late and as it got in the fourth quarter. Like when Montreal came back in the game after he, he was out for a little bit, it was like he didn't want to cut upfield. Like he was just running east and west instead of north and south. Yeah. And and that was kind of like, man, it's easier to run forward than it is yeah. side to side. Get upfield. One, get. He was one, one on one with a DB and he tried to juke him. Yeah, that I, that's the one I was making because I think he was like short of the first down. That was yeah, like by two three yards, and I'm like, just put your shoulder yeah. down and press on that down. man. Because that's what Montreal is. Somebody, we were having a talk in a group chat that we're in about Trevor versus Montreal. And I was like, the play calling when Montreal's in seems different. It's like a north-south running call. And the and the linebackers know. And if you watch, they shoot the gaps faster. Like They're like, oh, well, Montreal's in. He's just going to run a gap. You know, it, it's not like he's going to run. It's counterplays for, Montre- uh, for Trevor that they run a lot. Yeah. A lot of change of direction plays. And I understand why. I mean, that's the t- types of backs they are. But you've got to mix it up a little bit so the defense isn't keying on. Yeah. Oh, there's two. I'm gonna shoot the gap because he don't run outside. <laughs> yeah, I like him more with the stretch runs where he can just yes. take one one cut and go. Those are his type of runs when he can see the okay. There it is. When we pull, yeah. when we when yeah. we pull guards, we we seem to run really well. Running between the between the guards right now is not where we're making money. It yeah, just that, that, that duo in <laughs> power. Duo in power is not, <laughs> it's not doing <laughs> But, hey, like we said, you watch tape, you start to identify, and then you adjust to what your team's strengths and weaknesses are. That's what a good head coach will do. We will see how Billy adjusts. Guys, we're not going to take up any more of your time on this beautiful Sunday or Monday, whenever you may wa- be watching this. Enjoy Victory Sunday. Enjoy it with your family. Enjoy watching your NFL team. I hope they win unless they're playing mine. Um, <laughs> CJ, unfortunately, CJ's uh, having some internet te- technical difficulties. So he apologizes to everybody for not being able to finish this out. I know he's excited. Um, feels good, man. Feels good to get that rivalry win. Feels good to just beat Tennessee, period. Feels good to be two and one, beat a ranked team. A lot of questions got answered last night, but there's still some out there. Hopefully we get some good answers here coming up in a few weeks. Wes, you got anything to add? Nah, man, it's a great day to be a Gator. Yes, it is. It is a great day. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the victory. We do it all again next week. Go Gators. Go Gators.